told my friend the story today, like the PG version. Mm-hmm. And she was like, write this shit up. We're pitching like, we're pitching a reality show about your life. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. But. Hey guys, uh, needs your super robotic y, and uh, I want to see if there's anything good to fix that. Um, the answer is no. It, she doesn't sound like that on my end, though. Neither, neither mine either. Oh. Well, that's not good. Ha! <laughs> okay, Jake. Uh, okay, Jake. I just wanted to see if we could fix that. Let me see. Shout out okay. to producer Jake in the house. Oh, one hey, second. Jake. I might cut Blaming out. I'm going to drop this on I'm my a internet. woman? Yeah. Wow. I already know how this pod's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> this is how the pod is gonna go this is all great this is welcome to mc university the pod where we talk all things marvel cinematic universe um oh look at my computer making noises so yeah just to like let y'all know the guys are letting me host this one so everything's gonna be a shit show and it's gonna be awesome and i'm excited for you guys to be here for the ride so Wait, can I just interject? Ado, we're not letting you, you you're a member of this team yeah you're you're, you're, a, you're a yeah host but as well. no 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 that's not yeah host. okay okay but the little kid is also part of the family you don't let them drive the car right so that's all thank you did we like my analogy you guys are, like you guys are asking <laughs> that's pretty good actually yeah, yeah, that's pretty good you, you're asking right. for a car crash i'm on like a thousand cups of coffee i had so many whatever that's besides the point okay so mc university without further ado i'm gonna introduce the crew so uh we got anthony canton the third the dude that writes poetry and does uh does dope shit Right? Okay. Wow, I'm really honored for that intro. Thank you, Nitsan. I appreciate that. (laughs) What? Okay, you're like you're the dopest. I don't know what else to say. Uh, Is that good? Do you say something? Yeah. What are your thoughts on it? (laughs) Well, I think. What do you think about you as a person? (laughs) Well, it's funny enough. I was getting a lot of that today of of what people think. Fraud. (laughs) (laughs) Continue, Nitsan. Okay, cool. Um, we got Jerome, Black Dragon Roll in the house. He does a lot of cool video things. Actually, Jerome is one of my favorite like video editors, if we're being on the real. And then we got Jake Christie um, over here as well, who is also super cool. I'm trying to think of like a really differentiated. It's thing. okay. You, just, it's you know okay. a bunch of shit. Nah, it's, it sounds weird, but you know a bunch of cool shit. So we got the that's crew that's all I ever want. That's all I ever want anyone to ever say about me. That is actually Amazing. super factual, though. Jake does know a lot of cool shit. Right. And this is like really cool. a heartwarming intro. I love this. Yeah, it's heartwarming. Nice. <laughs> Heart. Okay. Yeah, we could call it heartwarming. We can we can use that as a word. So you're I'm doing really great on your it. driving test. Mm. <laughs> This, this is how you fail the test. Oh this is awesome. I'm, I'm just so waiting excited. for you to do the parallel park. This show is going to be awesome. Okay, cool. So now that we got through all of that, I would love to hear everyone's general thoughts on the movie. So, uh, Jake, What's the movie here. that we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what? That's in the iTunes bio. <laughs> Fuck all of y'all. Okay, we are talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp. If you guys have not been following what movies have come out recently. Oh, my God. Ant-Man came out a couple of years ago, and now they had a sequel. It's called Ant-Man and the Wasp, and that's what we're talking about today because it is the first time that Ant-Man is important, so I'm really excited to talk about it. Um, now are we good? Jake, what are your thoughts? Yes. I thought it was <laughs> such a fun movie. It is uh, – it's really a super, like, 
it's a very genre piece. It's a very small story in terms of the like the world. It's not about uh, the world being saved or destroyed. It's about uh, basically it's it's honestly like one of those. Um, I think the way that I was listening to an interview with Paid and Reed, the director, and he described it as like one of those classic movies where like a crime movie where every three seconds there's a new problem like that. On the one hand, they're getting chased by uh, this businessman. On the other hand, there's this person who can walk through the walls. Like it, but it's always like a funny madcap adventure. I enjoyed it a lot. It was a great experience. Um, yeah, it's because it, 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 it did exactly it did exactly what I wanted it to do after Infinity War. It was a great palate cleanser until it wasn't. A great palate cleanser until it wasn't. Okay, that's a bar. Um, Jerome, what are your thoughts? A really fun movie. Um, I think Jake... I like uh, Jake's note about Madcap. Like, it just felt like that throughout. It was super fun to watch. Uh, I'm personally a big fan of uh, the first Ant-Man, so this is really more of uh, the good stuff for me. Um, at the same time, I just want to do a quick shout-out to Megan Hines, who I met at the live show uh, just because she she approached me to talk about MC University and say what's up to all yeah, of us, shout out. which is t- super dope. And she was also asking when we were going to do this pod. So this one's for you right now. She's also the best. She's super to, like, oh, yeah. amazing. Just amazing. put that out there. Um, also, so was Ant-Man like- and the Wasp, but she's the best. <laughs> <laughs> do you like, which one did you like more? I just have to ask you now. Ant-Man and the Wasp or Ant-Man? It's pretty close for me. Like, I, I feel it's one of those, like, when we eventually talk about rankings, I'll just spoil it right now. It's mm-hmm. basically right under Ant-Man and the Wasp, but not even in the way that I think is necessarily worse. I think I just give Ant-Man the edge because some of the stuff that comes through, because a lot of the jokes here are kind of continuations of previous ones, it was fresh there. So I think I just give it the edge that way. I hear you. Yeah. Right. Anthony Canton the third. Oh, thank you. I feel so dignified here. Well... <laughs> As far as the movie goes, it's an eye tilt for me because the heaviness of Infinity War was just something on a high scale that it was just a lot. It was just a lot. And this is kind of like it, you know, it calmed us down a little bit. We get more of the fun. We get more of the jokes. And it was a simplistic family story, a movie about people trying to help one another. And it was incredibly funny and heartwarming. So I think it just... Everything about it was so cool. We could get into Scott's relationship with his daughter, Scott's relationship with Hope and Hank, uh, Janet coming back. That's dope, too. Even Bill Foster and Ghost. That's another another small thing that probably will get overlooked in the grand scheme of the movie. And that was great. And, of course, eventually we're going to get to that, that post credit scene, which is a lot. So a lot to digest. But, yeah, it was a really good movie. I enjoyed it. And also I was happy to see it with uh, one Jay Christie. Can we hear hey. a little bit about that, like about the experience of you two meeting for the first time to watch this? Or have you guys met before? At we have met pre- uh, barely at the live show. We really didn't talk. So, uh-huh. yeah, I was waiting outside the theater. And then I get, I feel like a tap on my shoulder, and then I get wrapped in a big bear hug from one <laughs> Anthony Cantor. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, man. It, it was really I cool to it. see. Yeah, it was really cool to see Jake, and it was good to kind of like, you know, trade some some uh, stuff before the movie. And then, of course, like, you know, we're both big, obviously huge fans of this stuff. So when we were watching it, we just, you know, eyes to the screen. Eyes to the screen. Mm-hmm. You know, have our moments where we laugh and stuff. 
And, um, yeah, it was a really fun experience. And it's also cool to watch a movie with somebody that you know is not going to be, like, annoying about the the whole experience. <laughs> uh-huh. So yeah. it makes it a lot easier, you know? So it was Which great. is a great segue into Nitz, who has an Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not subbing who I watched it with, just yeah. in case they listen. Shout out in case you're listening, you were trash. So, um, <laughs> this is very clear. Um, I love the movie. I'm not, I wasn't huge on Ant-Man back in the day. Just like, I thought it was a really good movie, but I thought that it wasn't that important to the overall MCU, which is something that's really important to me, which is also why I like Iron Man 3. We already talked about this, whatever. So I feel like this really brought in Ant-Man to becoming a little bit more important. I think we'll see in the future, obviously, the quantum realm. And in my opinion, we can get to the post-credits, but the quantum energy specifically is going to just be hugely more important. Um, And then, obviously, just a hella funny movie. And Anthony mentioned that he brought this up. I think Marvel did a really good job by putting Infinity War and kind of crushing your soul and then giving you another Marvel film before we have – because we have to wait for Captain Marvel, essentially. But still giving you something to kind of, like, keep your Marvel energy alive, and it's a lot more lighthearted. So, you know – great movie those are my general thoughts and i would love to move us into favorite line before we do favorite scene um because mine are kind of the same but i want to start with jerome um i don't remember the exact lines just because i don't have a point of reference for it but uh one line that i do appreciate which is a part of the uh, truth serum sequence and i think jake might appreciate it too just because we made jokes about it on the last pod where it's uh where it's lost saying I mean business, which you can tell by my haircut. Um, just in that part that I enjoyed. <laughs> and then uh, my favorite line. Yes, I right did now, enjoy that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I definitely thought about you, Jake, when I saw that scene. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, my favorite line is really, do we just add quantum to everything? Because I got to a point here. Where, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> where it was a mixture of like, oh, cool, multiverse, we're doing all this stuff. And then I'm like, wait, are they just talking out of their asses about it? Like, are they just saying whatever scientific mumbo jumbo to give it some uh, some sort of uh, strength that really, like, they don't even know what's going on? But anyway, really enjoyed that line. Damn it, that's such a good line. Okay, shit. Uh, Anthony, you're on the spot. Man, okay, so I got I got two honorable mention. Uh, when Scott uh, first meets uh, Agent Agent uh, Wu, and what you call it, the first time that he that we see him come into to check on Scott uh, when he he's playing with his daughter and his uh, his foot ends up going outside of the house, which triggers the alarm. So huh. towards the mm-hmm. end of the so towards the end of the uh, conversation, uh, uh, Wu is telling Scott's uh, Scott's daughter about uh, the whole Captain America situation and why. Why oh, Hank when he explains ho- it. Yeah, when he explains it. And then at the very end, Scott goes, wow, you really get great with kids. And, uh, and, and then Jimmy goes, thanks, I'm also a youth pastor. <laughs> that one was really good. But then my, my favorite one, uh, Luis, when uh, Hank, Hope, and uh, Scott go into the ex-con uh, business, uh, mm-hmm. Luis goes, Dr. Pym, I actually heard what happened to you. You opened up the quantum realm. That's when this crazy, creepy ghost who, like, walks through walls and stuff stole your tech. Now she wants to take over the world or whatever. Who would have believed that in your hour of need you would turn to us? <laughs> uh, Hank Pym goes, not me. Luis, no, because we robbed you. Do you remember? That's us. <laughs> Another reminder that Luis is so awesome in this film. Ah, Michael Pym is Oh, uh, God, he's so funny in this movie. I, Jake, what you got? 
Uh, I tried to find an exact quote of it, but I guess it's not as po- funny of a popular line as I thought it was. But when uh, Scott is explaining the dream sequence he had from Janet's perspective, mm-hmm. uh, and he said, and he says that like, oh, she was hiding, and Hope says like, really like, into like, was she, was she in a wardrobe? And Scott goes, <laughs> sincerely like. No, she was in like one of those really big dressers with the door on it. <laughs> and oh, the reason that's I love such that a line, joke. No, but the reason I love it is because it like, it works because I I feel like a worse comedy actor than Paul Rudd would tell that as a joke, like a mm-hmm. oh no, she was in a with a but he's is so disappointed, like oh I was hoping we were talking about the same thing, but <laughs> we're not. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm always a big fan of. Uh, yes, you are right. I do love a joke where someone doesn't know what a basic thing is called. <laughs> but yeah, that joke made me laugh a lot. Also, honorable mention. I love when Luis is on Truth Serum and he says, uh, "Scott, I hate the way you load the dishwasher. Why would you put plates on top?" <laughs> Man, um, yeah. Shout out to that. I think Paul. So I don't have a favorite line because I. Keep- you guys kind of stole all the good. Oh, there was a ton of good ones. Whatever. Can I throw in but another think... one just because I thought someone was going to say it? Yeah. I wish I had a suit, even with like minimal powers, oh, or even man. just a suit with no powers. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, anything that Louis said, yes, gets yes. like even the was up moment, which is like oh my God. <laughs> anybody, anybody watching that film who's like above a certain age, like even or under a certain age, like even my age, I think a lot of people don't know what that is. Mm-hmm, like. Mm-hmm. Y'all, yo, some references out there. That shit's fucking funny. So basically, anything Louis said, and also Paul Rudd had great delivery of every kind of like you look at it on paper line, but he delivered it so funny that it was just like epic. Also, can we uh, give a shout, quick shout out to uh, to Paul Rudd for the way that he acted as Jan Van Dyme in that scene? Oh my god, we'll scene. talk about that. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to mention because I felt like it was going to be someone's favorite scene. <laughs> oh, man, that part's so funny. Nah, so you know what? Good segue. We're going to go into favorite scene. Um, let's start with Anthony. Ooh, okay. There's a lot of good stuff here, but I actually really enjoyed uh, the really the end fight scene from when uh, Scott and Scott and Hope are fighting Sonny Birch's people in the street. The switching of sizes uh, was very innovative this time around the way that you know they were shrinking and getting big and then of course scott struggling with the his uh, regulator going on the fritz and him turning mm-hmm. big and then him turning kind of small which was kind of like a running gag in the film but um i really enjoyed all of that because there was just so much interplay between and, and some good teamwork with uh, ant-man and the wasp and Luis too learning how to how to shrink the car and and uh, what you call it, make the car big and all that stuff. So, yeah, that was my favorite scene. I, yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, shout out Luis forever. I, yeah. Yeah, what's your favorite scene? My favorite scene was when Scott was channeling Janet Van Dyne just because, I don't know, it was it, it was like, I mean, I guess it's probably because I'm a big softie. But it started off like really funny, and then it got to a point where it actually was like sweet. Like, yeah. Where it actually, <laughs> Excuse like, me. Wait, hold on. Yes. There was yes. No part of that yes. was no. You need to you need to check yourself on what you think is sweet, dear uh, sir. Because what, what I was gonna say is was that <laughs> that the way it's played is mm-hmm. that like it's played for comedy, obviously, but 
the way that Michael Douglas and eventually Lily are playing it is as if they are talking to your yes. wife's mother who have been gone for 30 years. So, like, it's really funny to watch, but it's also like, wow, this is a big moment for them. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was a really fun, you know, like, it was a nice moment. You know it was a nice also, moment. I was cry laughing. It was a I hilarious was moment. It could be both. It's both. I think if it's finding both. something sweet is makes me need to check myself, then I need to check myself 365 days a year. Exactly. <laughs> team, um, join, join Team Dead Inside. All right, Jerome, what do you think? Um, just about Jake's thing. I think uh, for that particular scene, uh, when he was interacting with Hope and Hope was really in- enamored by it, I was just like, okay, this is so funny. But when Michael Douglas, when Hank Pym starts, like, being sold on it, too, and they're, like, flirty with each other, I, I lost it at that point. But <laughs> anyway, my favorite scene, two words, truth serum. Fuck I, you, man. Well, no, well, I got well, nothing. But Fine, well, go. We can talk about it together. I'm just going to go a little bit into it. I, <laughs> Luis is the fucking best. Like, he took, and this is the exact same gag from the previous one, just like blown out of proportion, and it could have easily fallen flat, and he fucking kills it. But Nitz, take it from here, please. Absolutely not. I want you to finish. I am Googling right now what other scenes happen in Ant-Man. No, 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 no. If it's your favorite scene, it's your favorite share. scene. We've shared in the past. We've no. shared scenes. We've shared scenes. Guys, I do not want your pity party. It's yeah, not a pity party. Yeah, but that's a really, that was a... <laughs> 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 if we push you hard so enough, you're going to talk about it. <laughs> so yeah i got yeah i've been pushed um the yeah that was a that was a fucking hilarious scene like Luis just delivers everything so well and it's somebody tweeted the other day they said that like ant-man and the wasp were super funny but really what they want now is Luis just doing like a drunk history episode of literally oh, yeah. everything if you guys follow that show yeah. Uh, oh, yeah so it felt like a little bit of a drunk history episode within ant-man <laughs> and the wasp which was obviously hilarious is there anything you want to add jerome Stole well, my favorite um, scene, Jerome. I stole what was probably the best scene in the movie. That's really like probably. it's a hot take. <laughs> yeah. Who's your favorite player? LeBron James. How dare you? Yeah, man. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, no, no, well, not my uh, goat. I <laughs> uh, moves to LA once. Um, <laughs> um, Akeem Nick's laugh, wow. Jake. Nick's laugh. <laughs> I would say, I would say, um, outside of Luis being an all-star on it, in it, um, the true serum scene also works really well for, like, how all the ex-cons play, cons play off it. Like, when they're doing all their banter, in yeah. terms of, like, making it, like, they were underrated in that scene themselves. Because Oh, yeah! Wait, shout out Russian dude that kept talking about the witch. The witch, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's yeah. really good. <laughs> Was that Papa and, Yaga or something? Yeah, Papa, Papa Yaga. Shout out to Papa Yaga. The Baba Yaga. The Baba yeah, Yaga. Ba- there you go. Baba Yaga. And yeah. uh, and Ti. Ti's still in a Marvel film. Which what the fuck? Shout out I'm to him. Genuinely surprised <laughs> he's into it again. Ti Ti has been in twice as many Marvel films as Terrence Howard. Shout out that. Man, oh, shots <laughs> fired. Shout also, out that. every time every time Ti gets credited, I always am like, holy shit, his name actually is Tip. Like, I always forget that. <laughs> that Tip is a, is more of a rap name. Like, T.I. is a good rap name, obviously. But, like, Tip it, it is enough. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, so shout out. Okay, so while we were kind of on top of those two, I want to talk favorite non-superhero character. And I would like us to all challenge ourselves and not pick Luis. So uh, let's start with, right? No, you can pick. Let's. Can we all agree, like, Luis is obviously, yes. like, the best non-superhero yeah. character in this movie? 
So pick uh, anybody else, unless you really have to pick Luis, but also then I'm going to cut you off. So what's mm. up, Jake? Let's go. Cassie Lang is perfect. I was so mm-hmm. glad that she had a bigger part, mm-hmm. and she was so sweet. Uh, and I am I'm genuinely upset that I learned that uh, uh, because it's taking place more in the future, a different actor. Is gonna be playing the role of Cassie Lang in Avengers in Avengers for uh, Infinity War Part Two or whatever it's gonna be called. Oh really? And oh. That upset me because they have such good chemistry, and it's so hard to. Even though I did just say I find a lot of things sweet, one thing I'm very skeptical <laughs> of always is ch- like child performances. I am very, I don't, I I have a very high bar to clear because a lot of times I think like. They're just too. Either when they're trying to be, when the characters are trying to be funny, it sometimes comes off as annoying. But like Cassie Lang was legitimately for the a kind funny of character, character she had to be. Like it would have been hard to get correctly. Exactly. <laughs> to be like the yeah, cute, exactly. sentimental yeah. daughter, like like the grandma yeah. thing too. Like that's a stupid line when you like really think about yeah. it. But she delivers it. Oh, it's it cute. Oh, it's it's just nice. It's cute, so good. Man. Yeah, but I don't like little kids. So, like, <laughs> other thing. Um, Jake, before we move on, can we get a little sure. bit on Judy Greer as Maggie? Just because oh. I know you're... As I said, I actually was talking to someone, I saw my brother earlier today, and I said, you need to give Judy Greer two more minutes of screen time, and I would have said that she was my answer. Not because she's great in this movie, just because, as, as I said publicly, I'm a Judy Greer stan. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> the relationship that I love the bits where... I, I actually love the way that her relationship... And Paxton, Bobby Cannavale's character, evolved with Scott. Like, this yes. is a yeah. group hug. I was so, I don't know, it's nice. And it feels Very family-oriented, like, yeah. Yeah, it feels mm-hmm. like I, li- I like that over the two years that's progressed, where it's like there is a big happy family now. And I don't know all that happened, but I, also I'm a, bi- I'm a big fan of uh, anytime you get to see Bobby Cannavale play, like, an overly uh, sweet guy. Because I feel like he looks like he's like an Italian muscle for like a gang, but he's always so funny when he plays the character who's like a big hugger and like you know that's right, right, right. That. A hundred percent. Let's go with Jerome. Um. Okay. So, we you know who my pick was, but outside of him, <laughs> um, shouts to Bobby Cannavale as Jim Paxton. He has a small role, but like Jake said, really fun how he evolves. Um, I'm going to give a shout-out to Agent Wu, Randall Parkus Agent Wu. He was pretty funny in there. He was really Hilarious. Funny. He, was, he was really funny, and I think a credit to the film for not getting too much of him. Like, I think it was just the right yep. amount. So, yeah, uh, well, shout Yeah, well, because he, he's useless, right? So, like, we mm-hmm. were kind of... Like, there were so many, like, random villains in this movie. Like, we had Ghost, we had Bill mm-hmm. Foster technically being a traitor, we had the uh, FBI, we had mm-hmm. the the other... Like, there was too much, so you couldn't really have all of them be serious threats, right? Yeah, but that right. actually, like, as I was mentioning, that's, like... That's, I think, what makes the movie feel different than a lot of Marvel movies, because if you think of it a Marvel movie, yeah, there were a lot of different villains, but the type of movie it really was, besides a superhero movie, like, I'm a big fan of that type of movie, where it's like, you got the FBI chasing them, and you got this rival gang, to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, and that, that's why, I mean, the fact of the matter is, how many Marvel movies can, are there this many non-superhero characters that you can talk about? And that's just a testament to the fact that it's not a superhero movie in that's genre. That's really good you point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, his interaction at the end where he is having that awkward moment with Scott and they're like, do, do you want to go for dinner? Or it's like, no, that's not at all what I meant. And, like, fantastic scene. 
Uh, oh, man. Nothing like a good pathetic FBI agent. Hey, it's lit. AC, what you think? Well, for for me, it's got to be Michael Douglas as, as Hank Pym if we're going to go besides Louise. And I've, I've been talking about this for a couple of days now. Man, I would be really interested in them doing a uh, a Hank Pym prequel. The character just intrigues me. Uh, there's just a lot of complexities to him. And you could see it with all of the interactions that he has with everybody. I would love to see something with, uh, what's that called, uh, with Bill, Fo- Bill, Bill Foster. Mm-hmm. That would be really like interesting to kind of see their dynamic beforehand. And, of course, the Goliath character, which if... You know, people who read the comics would know a little bit more about about him and his association with the Avengers and all that stuff. So that aspect is interesting, and of course, you know him him reuniting with his wife and all of those. It's a really are, nice moment. Yeah, yeah. it's a really cool moment in the movie. So like all of those interactions. Plus, he's just so good at just uh, Michael Douglas and delivering his lines and just the way that you kind of feel like even though Scott is Ant Man. You still get the sense that Hank Pym is really Ant Man. Still, uh, still, what you're calling? Yeah, he's, he's just the dude in the chair. But at the same time, he really is Ant Man, and he's still just everything. Just the scientific aspect, and he's just awesome, man. So uh, yeah, I'm definitely going with yeah. Him. Similar to uh, Doctor Strange meeting uh, Tony Stark, I want to see Hank Pym and Tony Stark kind of butt heads, just because they're both brilliant minds. They're both kind of assholes, and would and they Pim's butt a, heads? Oh yeah, you don't think Pim, they'd be, Pim really? hates the Starks. He hates the Starks. Huh. It's. Well, it, I think it would be interesting. Yeah. Write it in. I would like Marvel. to. I would like to see it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I feel like Hank Pym isn't an interesting enough character, but uh, <laughs> sorry, I have to say that under my breath. I like Hank Pym. I just feel like he's not necessarily my favorite character. Um, I'm shocked none of you guys brought up Bill Foster, actually. He was so good. I don't remember who plays him because I'm really bad with character. With- Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence What the yeah, hell? So put what do you like? What do you like? Well, I'll tell you what. Okay, a little, little bit of like a summer league like entrance here. I met one of my, not favorite athletes, but someone, let's just say, that I make a lot of jokes about on Twitter. And I asked him what he was there for and what his name was because that's how bad i am with faces and names so we cannot <laughs> we can't hold me and i'll tell you guys that'll be like bossa nova or whatever they call it uh i'll tell you guys say it and i'll quack it no i'll quack it uh, <laughs> you'll promise this can't i make swear it to god yes i'm a, i have too much integrity you could trust okay me. so I, so i met at uh one of the parties oh, oh, I and remember. i didn't yeah i didn't recognize him until can you quack this part out too Mm-hmm. I didn't recognize him until he <laughs> that I was like, oh shit, I know exactly who you are. <laughs> I now remember this text. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I text. Yeah, wait, I texted the team. Yeah, guys. yes, right, you did. Yeah, I, yeah, you did. yeah. So I can't be held accountable. But on that, I can't believe none of you guys mentioned Bill Foster. The reason I say that is he was really good in this movie to kind of like, I didn't think that he was going to be that significant, but it felt weird that they gave him this whole entrance and then he came back and I was like, okay, now he makes sense. But he really, I trusted him throughout the whole process because Ghost was kind of, her motive was weird to me and she was all over the place for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. He was the one that was kind of like, I want to help and this is what I want to do, but I also want, but like he stayed very human about it. Yeah, So kind of like, yeah, it like eased my anxiety about Ghost in a weird way. Um, So I was a huge fan of him. And while we're talking non-superhero characters, our favorite one of all time is Stan Lee. So let's talk about the cameo. Um, AC, let's go with you. 
Oh, one quick and painless. I thought um, it was. It, you know, it had a, it got a little chuckle out of me, but it was not anything to speak home about. But I also didn't think it distracted me or affected me watching the movie in any way. So I'm gonna go with a one. Actually, before I even go to the next person, can somebody remind me where Stanley cameoed? Because I already forgot. His car got shrunk, and did he say something like, did, "Oh, something about the '60s"? Yeah. yeah so Wait, say it. What yeah. was the line? Was I'm gonna look line? it up while while you go through this. <laughs> All right, word, Jake. Let's go. Yeah, it was funny. I think it was something like, "Well, I guess the, the, I don't know if the '60s were worth it," which you know, yeah, it's like, what it was a funny line or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. It Which, was like, I lived through the 60s, and now I'm paying for it. Some shit. Yes, some yeah, yeah, like yeah basically. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, I thought it was fun. I'd say, like, a two. Um, I, obviously, it was, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know why I don't know why I started another sentence. I have nothing more to say. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jerome, what do you think? I think we all just warm up to Stanley cameos at this point. Like, we were really harsh on it before, and now it's just like, it's cool. He showed up. That's nice. It was cool. Why? Whatever. We're going in the opposite direction over here. Are we supposed I to be, used like, to love them. Go ahead. No, no, no. no, no I, that's it. I think like Jake. I saw, it. It no, when I first, I think the first pod I joined you guys, you guys were all like, oh, I hate Stanley cameos. And I was like, Stanley, you gotta, you know, it's Stanley. But now it's just, it's annoying. <laughs> and you guys all went soft being like, yeah, that was funny. No, it wasn't. It was weird. The line, We appreciate you... sweet moments. Oh, <laughs> God. Well, th- this is the thing. Like, Infinity War was annoying. This one was okay. like, it was like a couple of seconds. It wasn't that bad. It was a couple of stupid seconds. I mean. But okay. So that's how I feel about it. Okay. But uh, I'm glad that you guys are all getting softer as we keep going. That's nice. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we, we brought got... you on the pod and we're like, none of us need an edge anymore. We're good. We, we brought in our edge. <laughs> I think this is true. What do you mean? I think this is I true. I ain't edgy. I'm no, no, no. Angel. But yes. while we're on things that aren't true, let's get into nitpicks. Um, <laughs> I want to start with uh, Jake. Let's go. Um, I feel like they, the they set up Bill Foster to be a villain, and they didn't really pay it off. Yeah. Okay. Really? Yeah. You feel? I didn't feel like they set him up to be a villain, though. I feel like they set him up to be. I don't know. Like I actually liked the way that they, like, the way that he ended. But I feel like I don't know. I just felt like the writing in the first few scenes, like it felt like. The writing was saying, "Be suspicious of this guy," and right. like, I didn't need. I, I, if you're not gonna pay, I don't know. That was really my only problem. I was kind of also. I was just disappointed because I feel like I love Lawrence Fishburne in the role, but like, I feel like give him something more to do if you're gonna have him in uh, your movie. I don't know. I, I, and I would love to see him be, you know, Goliath uh, at some point, um, but. Yeah, that was it. Nothing else really uh, caught my eye as being super uh, bad. I think you. Can okay. make, I think you can make the argument that you know him uh, in a supervisory type of role. Maybe, maybe like to Jake's point, you do give him a little bit more because it is Lawrence freaking Fishburne. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So like from that standpoint, I I, I get what Jake's kind of saying there. Okay, you guys know me. Um, Jerome, what, what do you think? No, 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 I see, I get what you're saying, but I also, on that point, you remember when, like, the FBI came in and he was like, no, I never saw them? That's when I was like, okay, they're not really setting him up to be a villain. Yeah. So I feel like they, like, they softened the blow right there by, like, all of a sudden kind of like, oh, okay, maybe I'm gonna just trust this guy and, like, he left the movie for a little bit. Um, but Jerome, what do you think? What's um, your nitpick? 
we actually talked about this when we met, because Nitz and I also met in person in Vegas hey! at Sun Relief. Uh, but uh, one thing I'm just curious about, I don't know if it's really a nitpick, but I'm just wondering how the timeline really aligns with uh, Infinity War. Just because in Infinity War, when they try, they explain the absence of Hawkeye and Ant-Man, I believe house arrest was the reason, but judging by the post credit scenes, um, Ant-Man's off house arrest. And I get that maybe... He has to stay under the radar, but... He's I on think... probation, though, remember? He's not allowed to speak to any of them if he breaks right. his 20 years in prison. But at the same time, too, I'm just kind of in this... Uh, a We spent a whole movie of him breaking every rule and getting away with it anyway. And well... B, like, when, you know, the world is in complete peril, like it was at that point, like, isn't that a reason for Ant-Man to be like, no, it's okay with the probation? Well, well but maybe, but maybe that, go But ahead. that's why I'm curious. Um, so, like, I, uh-huh. I think that's something that is not necessarily, like, it is probably going to be answered for once we get more stuff coming through. It's just, if I'm saying it at this current point with all the information I have... Uh, I'm curious what's really going on because when it comes to the pro- post credit scenes and something and that it's like, I'm wondering based on the context of that, like how much do they know about what's going on around them? And maybe what yeah. they're doing in the quantum realm is actually a direct answer to it. Mm-hmm. Even though like you could play it off in a way where they're just kind of on their own mini adventure, which is like what the whole movie is. So uh, it's, it's like a thing where um, I, like I said, it's not really nitpick. I'm just kind of curious about where it all connects. And that's like, I would say, a missing part right now that I'm pretty sure it's going to get filled in. Okay, a couple, well, of, a couple of things on that. Sorry, Nitan. Um, nah, go. No, as far, as far as, the, as the timeline, I know the plot specifically said that two years after the events of Captain America Civil War, yada, 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 Ant-Man <laughs> and the Wasp, such and such. Also, um, one thing that we should realize that and um, I figure, I guess I might as well mention this now, even though we're going to talk about the scene uh, more in depth with the post post credit scene, the very end, last thing that we see on the screen. If it, if you you know divert your attention from uh, the ant playing the drums, which is one theory in itself, mm-hmm. the TV, if you look closely enough, does say um, attack in New York going on at this at the, at the current moment. So right. So, like, maybe to the best of their ability, it's pretty clear that this was going on concurrently with what was happening in Infinity War. And, I mean, remember, New York was where the whole Iron Man and Ebony Maw and Doctor Strange and and Spider-Man and all those other people. And then, of course, Wakanda was the other side of that fight. So It's also easy to forget how, how fast the events of Infinity War. Infinity War takes place over, like, what, a day? Yeah. 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 So, now, I do think it's a little. It's not so. It's actually less weird to me that Ant Man wouldn't run into the fray because I don't think he feels the same responsibility that others do. But yeah. it is weird to me that like that of all those events are happening and they're still like going on their daily business. Like yes, if, but were they? Like, but was that daily that, business? That, that, because there. They're sure, sending him I, into the quantum realm, and she's like, "You might get sucked into a time vortex." Uh, it doesn't. I, I think that that could be the case, uh-huh. but the way they pl- the actors are definitely not playing it as if that's the case because it seems yeah. super cool. Like they're a, a bunch of scientists sending someone into a quantum realm. You expect them to be like hyped up? No, I'm thinking. No, I'm talking about like they're not playing it like 
they're playing it like this is like the first of many tests they're going to run, not like this is going to save the world because... Also, there's right. no sense of urgency in what they're doing. Yeah. Well, they were right, more concerned no... with helping Ghost out. That's really what, right. the, what the situation was, getting the energy from the from the quantum right. realm. Or, or if it's like, help our particular friend, but it's not, they didn't mean Ghost that time. Yeah, I, I'm not saying, all I'm saying is that it would be a bit weird... Like, I'm trying to think of another example other than this, and I really can't. Like, it, like I don't think on the day of 9-11, I don't think people in San Francisco were still going out business as usual. Like, your, your day changes. Right, right, right. A massive, right. you know, event going on. It just, I don't know, that, it's not a plot. I, I live in Toronto, and that, like, yeah. That's a bit weird. It's just like, yeah. oh, it's a bit weird that they're, like, a few, after there's already this huge battle with aliens in Wakanda and New York. Well, let's just test the quantum realm. Anyway, maybe the answer, and I'm also not that... I'm, my panties aren't in a bunch over it, so I'm not. Worried. No, not at all. And that's why it's like barely a nitpick. It's People just more still like say panties in a bunch. That's my nitpick. <laughs> that's yeah. That's it. Jesus. Okay, Anthony, what do you think? <laughs> I forgot what question we were on because we got. We're a... on nitpicks. Oh, we're on nitpicks. Okay. What gets your panties in a bunch? Oh man. Oh, wow. stop. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll say this. Um, I thought the gag with Scott's regulator probably went on a little too long, and I didn't need. All mm-hmm. of it. Um, I think that's mainly the only thing. I actually thought this was a pretty, a pretty clean film from you know technical aspects and cinematic aspects. But yeah, the the Scots regulator thing, and then it automatically gets fixed. Did, and did you enjoy the school scene though? Oh, that was funny. Yeah, okay. that was yes. funny. The, the you know mm-hmm. the, and then the exchange when um when Hank uh, asked him for uh, asked if he wants uh, string cheese and juice, right. and he's and like, he's like, Do, you, he's have like, Do you have any? <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> but yeah, I would say that gag ran a little too long. But besides that, man, that was a pretty good film. Can't complain. Yeah. Um, I agree with Jerome for what it's worth. I think there is explanation to the timeline, but it was definitely like a little bit weird. Um, but shout out to them for like even trying in the beginning to make sense of all of it by being like, remember, he like explained the whole thing to the kid, right? Like that was a great, like catch us up real quick without it being too much. Um <laughs> Besides that, I don't really have much of a nitpick. I thought some of the lines, again, on paper are kind of stupid. So when I thought about what they'd said, I was like, eh, I don't really like it. But, like, they they cast this movie so well. Not, like, you know, it's obviously based on the previous cast. But, like, the cast is so talented and so comedically talented that it just landed no matter what. Right. Um, <laughs> so we've kind of started to talk about the post-credits. I want to actually talk about the post-credits. So yeah, let's, let's talk about... Let's talk about the first one before we even dive into the second one and whether or not we think it matters. Hashtag it does. So uh, let's go with AC, your post-credit number one. What are your thoughts? Ooh, yes, yes, yes. Let's get into it. Well, okay. So pretty clearly when Jen mentions to Scott, don't get lost in the time vortex, we can't help you, clearly is a sign that he is going to get lost in the time vortex and end up in the Battle of New York in Avengers 4 where he probably meets uh, another version of Tony uh, another version of Cap. All it's it's gonna be so interesting to see what happens when he actually drops in there, and maybe when we when Tony and the rest of them figure out how to use maybe the quantum realm or some t- type of form of time travel for them to get back there in order to get him out or AKA whatever they're concurrently doing in terms of maybe trying to go back in time and trying to solve the problem that Thanos has caused with the infinity stones. So yeah, that was very lit. And of course, after all of the happiness and, and kind of like joy of the movie, the, the snap taking place 
um, with uh, Hope, Jen, and Hank. That sucked. But it was, yeah. Just, yeah. it was a shock. Everybody in the theater was shocked. I know Jake remembered it. He, everybody was like, what? What? Yeah. What's happening? But, yeah. I thought, if I can go now, I thought it was yeah. a bit... Yeah. I thought, I'm like, I was waiting. Like, I was like, okay... He's gonna be there, and he's like, guys, anyone, anyone? And then one of the three people is gonna be like, Scott, they disappeared. And then right. when it was none of them, it's like, oh wow, that's uh, that the stakes are super high. And I thought that that's like, I don't know, like if uh, if the point of an end credit scene is to make you excited for an upcoming movie, uh, it definitely did well. Like I definitely <laughs> am. Excited, not even just because, like, less so because of uh, the stuff that Scott's going to find in the quantum realm or whatever, because that's, like, I, without the end credit scene, I could still think that that was going to come into play. But, like, it's, what's a better way of getting someone excited for a movie than literally stranding your character in, you know, the most impossible place, a place that no one knows how to get out of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, like, that, that, you, that's the question you need to answer in his storyline. And I thought that was just awesome. And I really thought, uh, I was, I'm excited for it. For yeah. sure. Jerome, what are your takes? Um, I mean, the guys really covered all of it. But uh, it was, was kind of like the scene that we were all expecting. Um, but even then, it didn't take away any of the weight of it. It was crazy to see all of them disappear. I think Jake's point about that is uh, true. Like, you would think someone was still around at the end of it, and to have none of them there, like, that was real. That w- that yeah. sucked. Mm-hmm. Whose jaw uh, dropped? Did all, like, how did you react, like, physically? I that, do, that was a yeah. weird question to ask, but I know that you guys... No, 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 no. I, oh, my jaw I, dropped. I, my jaw dropped. Yeah. My jaw doesn't drop when the moments like that. I do the, you know, the wide open eyes emoji mm. that's that's <laughs> what I right right Jerome how'd you react yeah no no it was, it was basically that where it was like you knew it was gonna come and then it happened and you're like oh shit like it happened like it really happened it didn't just like happen it happened and yeah. um that, that was fucking crazy but uh outside of that I think all the stuff about uh don't get caught in the time uh, vortex is it or what was they what did yeah, you call it called the time vortex mm-hmm. yeah right and i was it actually made me think about it and i posted it to you guys and i've already been shot down in person by nits about it but uh <laughs> when hank pym travels himself through there and he hits that one gap in between where he's just stuck there for a bit mostly because they say like it's a lost signal he can't go further but then the, all these creatures are floating around him and one of them even has the risk of kind of like almost eating his ship or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And too. I felt like something about the shape of that and the way it moves and how it it's has not, the open I mouth. I have bad news. I have bad it's news. It's probably not. That's No, it's. I could tell you that that's a microscopic organism called the tardigrade. That's a thing. So that he's he's not – He's it's still microscopic at that point. I'm sorry. Oh, that's it. Okay. That's a real thing. If you look up tardigrade, that is a thing, oh, okay. and it looks like that. Oh, uh, oh good job. So, yeah, he's – I mean, that's not enough. I mean, well, as we mentioned at the beginning, I, I, I didn't have to look that up. That's just a thing I know. Right, <laughs> right, right. It's scary. Like, no, it's but that's actually how they look in a microscope. In a microscope, oh, okay. which, so yeah, those okay. things are all around us. Okay. So not a chitari. Not a chitari. Just, yeah, I was just gonna say that was gonna yeah. be the end of your own spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Looked... No, no, but like, I was just like, is, was that the time vortex? Was that the okay, area yep, where that? Yep. That's oh, all. God. That's all I was doing. I, but, I wish. I wish. 
I wish, but I didn't even think like that was too strong a thing. It was just something I thought in the moment. Um, Outside of that, you know, it's like, it's one of those things where because it's Marvel, you're like, yeah, um, Paul Rudd has got more movies for sure in his belt. He's going to be there. They're going to get him back. But they created enough stakes where it's really interesting to see how exactly he's going to do it. And then it gives mm-hmm. us, as like a podcast, a lot more opportunities to really dive in and figure out, like, with our own theories about how he's going to do it. Is it going to be through him discovering his own uh, way through the time vortex to hit Battle New York? Is Captain Marvel somewhere in there already herself, and she's going to help him out of there? Like, we don't know what it's going to be, but it's really exciting now to figure out what's going to happen. Yeah, so that's actually what I wanted your guys' take on. I think... Time Vortex is obviously kind of, it's it's the obvious one, right? Yeah. They, like, made it very obvious. They're like, oh, don't get sucked in a Time Vortex. Okay, darling. But uh, <laughs> I want to raise you, what do we think about the combination of the quantum energy that he bottled up <laughs> and the barf machine? So what are the possibility? And I'll actually, I'll segue this into the second scene. I think that he could maybe use, so the mic is still on when he's like, guys, guys, anybody there? You could still hear it in the outside world. Yeah. The ant mm-hmm. has the headphones on it in the second post credit scene. In my opinion, he could, in theory, maybe communicate with the ants to help him get out because we need that cool. quantum energy in, like, in one way or another. Maybe, like, he'll take the ants and he'll force Bill Foster to him like he kind of did when he forced him out of the building. Like, in my opinion, like, can he communicate somehow with them to some I have get, a take, actually. Right? And then think, wait, the barf machine and the quantum energy, I think that comes into play together. Hmm. IMO, that's a, that's a reach. But we mm-hmm. are waiting for the barf machine to matter, and it's like without something like the quantum, like everything's quantum. Without quantum energy, I just don't see how the barf <laughs> machine could send them back are in you time. Just everything is to quantum. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quantum barf. Jake, what's the take? Barf. Yeah. I think he's already can. I think he already can control the ants because remember that. The w- the reason why the ant was doing all the things that Hank Pym does. Oh no, no, does. that's I what mean, I'm that... saying. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Already I think he ants. already saying... is doing it. No, no, no. I'm saying like the mic is on, so he could use the ant yeah. somehow. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So he could use the ant somehow to help him get out. Exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the first thing I mentioned to Jake when we left out the theater. I think that Nissan's theory is this exactly what you said. So, <laughs> so I think we're I think I'm in agreement with you on that, Nissan. Do you have any more takes while we're on the second scene about the second scene? Well, I mean, concurrently, you know, as I mentioned before, we see on the TV that the, you know, there's an issue in in New York. So, you know, they're they're alluding to the fact that there's stuff going on there. And clearly, with all of that, all of that being said, it's just a it's a funny way. But like true MCU heads are going to know that that post credits uh, scene was going to matter towards something uh, greater in terms of maybe this is how they get Ant-Man out to your point. So it's going to be fascinating to see how that plays into stuff um, going forward. Before and we, man, we got a while before we see anything. Uh, we got mm-hmm. till till uh, March at the very least, and May at the very longest. So, uh, okay, yeah, break my heart a little bit, uh, Jerome. <laughs> what do you think about the second post credit? Do you think it matters? And general thoughts on it? Uh, well. One counter to Anthony's point, I mean, there was always the Captain America, Spider-Man, Homecoming post-credits scene, and there are scenes that don't matter for as entertaining as they are. So, yeah, um, yeah. there is that. True. But I don't think I don't think that's the case here. I don't, and I think uh, for as silly as the scene appears, like that's one of those ones that um, 
I would want to watch over and over again just to see what's going on. Because in the moment, like, all the similar thoughts that uh, everyone else had about, like, how that's going to play in in terms of, like, maybe the ad was going to be in, like, Battle New York going on in the background or, like, just New York um, happening in the background. And, uh, but I, I just want to, like, see that scene more to see, like, are there tidbits hidden there? Is there something that we're missing that is going to be an answer to some of these problems? And mm-hmm. maybe it's just, like, on the surface, like, very obvious in the way that you already described it. Hey, and Jake, do you have any thoughts on it? Uh, not, I think I already, I said, I said my piece. I also didn't think about it, what you guys were talking about until Anthony pointed it out, because I was just like, huh. Funny ant playing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, I was reaching because the person I was with was like, "Why do we stay for that?" And I'm like, oh, "Are you?" You uh, oh, I mean, on. I texted you guys right after. The, oh my god, I'm so sorry. The person that's listening, you're the best. You're good. He's not listening because if he was, if he was listening, he would know, like the Marvel movie. You never know. You never know. You never know. That's the great Cody. Because because if you if you blew your shot with a person by shaming them, you might listen to their podcast afterwards. Try to make that is true. That is true. Is what I would say. Oh yeah. my god! Uh, don't quack any of this out. It's kind of funny if you don't think about it too hard. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna leave me on red for the rest of my life. Okay, but also I'm never like so. Yeah, Marvel. It matters who you watch it with. Second credit scene, in my opinion, still matters with everything I shared. So that kind of like brings us to a wrap of that. So I want to go into rankings and then any final thoughts. So uh, let's start with Jerome. Okay, well, um, I already mentioned it up at the top, but we actually haven't ranked an MCU film in a long time, so I might as well just run through my list again because I don't. We never even put Infinity War in the list; we like it was not. so yeah. fresh back then. I Are did, we ranking uh, all of them? I've yeah, done, I, I, I have a list. I have a list. We have a list. Of I have a list. Of course, you well. do. Um, Y'all have like a whiteboard up. You added in. You have thoughts. We just on had it. a you conversation have about shaming. rankings. <laughs> What? I never saw no, no, the person in my entire life. What are you talking about? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Follow <laughs> at Nitz Blue. No. Um, yeah, so, if you so want to see my, some serious judgment, go ahead. My favorite movie uh, in the MCU, and I think Nitz can attest to the same, is Thor Ragnarok. Still okay. at number one. Um, number two is Avengers Infinity War for me. Right now. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. Spider-Man Homecoming. Black Panther, Guardians of the Galaxy, The Avengers, Winter Soldier, Civil War, Ant-Man, and Ant-Man 2. So, again, those are kind of, like, in terms of overall quality, they're the same. Like I said, I'm giving the edge to Ant-Man 1 because it was the first to come around. And so, like, all those jokes and gags that came through in Ant-Man 2, like, they started there, so I'm giving the credit there. Um, If anything, actually, Ant-Man, I'll give another edge to Ant-Man because it has the better Stan Lee cameo. Stan Lee cameo in Ant-Man, very good, I thought. Uh, what was it? What was the cameo in Ant? He was a part of uh, one of the drunk history elements, um, mm. where he, it's Luis doing the read, but it's him mouthing it like "Yeah, super fine." I think it was something like that. Yeah, he was but, at a um, bar. It was at a bar. He was a bartender. It's like you and see yeah, the girl I'm with. She's it. crazy, stupid fine, and the bartender said, "Yeah, crazy, stupid fine." <laughs> exactly that. Exactly that. Um, after Ant Man Two, Iron Man. Uh, Age of Ultron, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Iron Man 3, Thor, Doctor Strange, uh, Captain America, First Avenger, Iron Man 2, Dark World, full stop. <laughs> hey, I appreciate you. Okay. Respect hey, the host, you know? 
Yeah, man. Respect the host. I AC, I want to hear your list. Okay. All right. So the the rankings have officially changed for me. Black Panther's been number one. It now gets knocked off to number two. Number one now is Avengers Infinity War. And okay. Oh, my God. I was so dramatically scared that you were about to say Ant-Man and the Wasp. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no. This isn't that funny. <laughs> I would have just hung up. Jesus Christ. Okay. So, sorry. Go, go off. It's go all off. good. I just want to say as far as Avengers Infinity War, the reason why I have it ranked number one is because there was so much buildup over 10 years of all these films. And it delivered, and it was a good movie. And the fact mm-hmm. that it delivered on my expectations and the good movie, and then, of course, the shock of the end, everything that's considered with all of the characters and them trying to fit in every single Marvel character that we've seen throughout all of these 10 years and all of those 18 films up to that point, and it lived up to the hype? Yeah, got to make it number one. So that was number one for me. Black Panther, number two. Cap Winter Soldier, number three. Thor Ragnarok, number four. Captain America Civil War, Avengers, Spider-Man Homecoming, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, Guardians 2, Thor, Captain America the First Avenger, Iron Man 3, that film, Iron Man 2, Thor the Dark World, and a movie that will not be named. I am personally offended that you have Guardians of the Galaxy 2 higher than like Iron Man 2. And Captain America, the Winter Soldier, the whatever, the first one, the first Avenger. That's what it's called. I mean, personally yeah. offended. I mean, you can be, but, you know, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, you know? It's all Absolutely good. Absolutely not. It's my opinion and nothing else. <laughs> Respect the host. I, Jake, let's go. <laughs> Number one, uh, Spider Man Homecoming, Thor yes. Ragnarok, Avengers Infinity War, Black Panther, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers, Captain America Civil War, Avengers Age of Ultron, Ant Man and the Wasp. Iron Man, Ant-Man, Iron Man 3, Doctor Strange, Captain America the First Avenger, Thor, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Iron Man 2, Thor the Dark World, and a movie starring Edward Norton. Hey, you shall not Fight Club hey. is an MCU film? Honestly, <laughs> it actually is, because the thing you have to remember, the thing you have to realize is that uh, all the characters in Fight Club are actually figments of Bruce Banner's imagination. There you go. I like that. Word, word, never seen Fight Club, don't get the joke. So, uh, <laughs> the, um, I don't have a list, so I'm not going to, like, run through it. I will say that Ant-Man and the Wasp probably ranks, like, somewhere in the mid-tier for me. Like, I'll watch it again, mm-hmm. but I probably won't watch it too much. But it was a good movie. Like, there are some bad movies within it, and uh, the only reason I don't rank Ant-Man as high, if I were to, is because while it was really funny, it doesn't matter. And I think okay. that's just within, like, the overall MCU landscape that matters to me a lot. But I will say that Ragnarok is my top one. And then it goes Infinity War to AC's point. I think we rank Infinity War higher than we should because it's got sentimental value and we waited for it. And it was an amazing, 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 amazing movie. But I think that, like, sentimental aspect ranks it higher a little bit for all of us. Yeah. So I'm so curious if Infinity War has a lot of rewatchability. It, I've already uh, yeah. seen it like four times, and I'm gonna watch it uh, <laughs> again. And when it comes out, like I digital. couldn't imagine someone watching it more than like fifty, sixty, well, seventy times. No, yeah, that homie that watched it like seventy times last time we talked. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, I feel like honestly, I feel like um, as a person who's big into TV, I feel like for me, Infinity War won't have that much rewatch value because like I know what's coming the mm-hmm. whole time. Like, yeah. I don't, like, it's like, 
I um there are episodes of TV shows that I love that like I won't watch. Like, I won't rewatch the episode of Community where Troy leaves because I make you feel sad. Right, <laughs> I mean, like, right, right. I don't really want to rewatch it's a, a movie where I know though. the whole time. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, the, the whole time, uh, half the character's gonna die. That being said, I'll rewatch it a couple times, but it definitely is not like it's definitely not. Whereas like, uh, Cap, Cap two and three are on like heavy rotation on TNT, and yes. like I'll flip them up. I feel like I won't do that with Infinity War so much because it's like I don't mm-hmm. really, I like get fair. into it yeah. now. It's yeah. Like, I rewatch Infinity War so I can understand more about what's going on. Mm-hmm. But not that, like, and I am entertained by it. But it's very different in the kind of way of, like, a Spider-Man Homecoming or Thor Ragnarok where I can just put that on whenever and just really enjoy it and not think about Like, I, I think sometimes Infinity War is so heavy that I don't know if I want to take it in yeah. all the time. Right? Yeah, different types of movie, y'all. Yeah. Uh, but this totally agreed. So I want our final thoughts, and I want to start. I don't remember what order I've been doing. You guys, I know that you're really good at it, but let's start with AC. (laughs) Well, final thoughts on this movie pretty clearly. Again, I think it can't be said enough that sometimes you don't need the heavy, heavy story. Sometimes you can go with the simplistic one, and you can get into kind of like the lighter, lighter hearted aspects of things. And... I thought this was this was perfect for me. All of the all of the relationships here matter, and it was it was kind of like a nice family movie, man. It was like it, it was really dope in that aspect. So for me, I, I really I really enjoyed it, and um, I'm glad that I got to see it. Word, Jake, what you think? Uh, we haven't talked at all about Evangeline Lilly and the Wasp yet, which I feel bad about, but she's oh, yeah. badass. She was really and good her man. fight scenes were awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's just uh, it's really awesome. It's it's crazy to say that it's the 20th film, but technically speaking, she is the first female superhero to have a titular role in a uh, Marvel titular movie. Titular is a hella funny word. It is. <laughs> I, it is. And I did not – I meant no wordplay. I just – that's the word I wanted. I, I, hey, it's, I didn't it's even the word think you... about it like that. You didn't have to make the connection. Titular is oh, a funny word. I, it is a funny word. Uh, but yeah, it, and and I thought that she they like they did it well. Like I like how you can it pays off what you saw in the first Ant Man, where it's very clear that she is more over she is more qualified to do it than Scott yeah. is, and so you get to see like oh yeah she's like badass more way more badass than he could be. For sure. Well, shout uh, to Walt. His character is just okay, but he's cool. Jerome, <laughs> <laughs> your final thoughts. Uh, first note, um, I really like how Anthony appreciates a simple family film for someone who loves the affair. <laughs> that's a, that's uh, a story for another day. That's a story for another day. Um, <laughs> I, I hope to see more Michelle Pfeiffer at some point. I, like, she yeah. was in it for so little, uh, but I feel like she would add real value to it. Um, outside of that, I think, um, it can't be said enough that Louise is the best non- superhero character in the whole universe hands down for me still like if anything this if like i remember i think i dropped this when uh we were doing our pre-infinity war pod that that he was like my number one pick and i feel like this only confirms it if not further doubles it down he is Mm -hmm. the goat he is so funny he's oh my god he's just so funny um so agree with all of the all of the above all of the below i don't know how like sound works um, and then on top of that, I think Ghost, we didn't really talk about her. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah, true, like she true. Was, yeah, she was pretty cool. Like, she, 
I don't know. She, again, like they had so many villains going after them that like none of them could be such a serious threat. She was really cool. Like she was complex in a way. And like, I was, I was having issues trying to understand like what her motive was at one point. But, um, I really liked her. I thought she was really cool. I thought she put up a good fight. Um, while also like battling all of her own bullshit. Yeah, it was a so tragic, kind of a tragic arc for her, right? With, with right. some hope at the end. And and if she yeah. didn't even have like if she didn't have that affliction herself, like she was a formidable foe. Like they couldn't stop her. Period. Yep. They yeah. couldn't like actually the, stop her. Like she was actually trained to be an assassin. It was just like mm-hmm. it, it was a complex character, which was pretty cool to put in there with like all of that other shit going on. Otherwise, agreed with everything you guys are saying. It was just a really funny movie. Um, it was solid, and I think what was really nice is getting, like, we needed a Marvel film, I think, regardless of the fact that, like, Infinity War was, like, pretty heartbreaking. We just needed, like, a, something mm-hmm. to keep us, like, to keep us going, I think. Um, also, yeah, just in general, it's no surprise because we're doing this pod, but it's just really nice to have another MCU film in the bank. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've been missing it. Yep. And yeah. now that we have to wait for such a long time, like, that's going to suck. But, yeah, I mean, but we can. But there's MCU news coming out literally all the time. And Suicide Squad. Oh right, okay. Oh, so, where is the well, I need to get. About this? You, okay, this is the thing, guys. Hit me on the Venmo to pay for the alcohol I need to consume in order to get through Suicide Squad. Yo, you know what would be funny? Wait, actually, if uh, so, if you guys know, all of us are kind of either affiliated or love. Well, we are all affiliated with the Back to Back Pod now. Just as a suggestion, we could, in theory, wait for October to do the Suicide Squad. That's pod. possible. I'll get hammered and record oh, it live. That's I'm not ag- awesome. I'm not against that. I'm not against that. <laughs> wow, that's that not a be- bad idea. That's not a I, bad idea. All of my ideas are gold, so can we not act like super surprised at the fact that it's not a bad idea? <laughs> but yeah. She was so nervous about hosting this pod. Like, I've never <laughs> seen a 0 to 100 <laughs> in confidence. It's always fake. <laughs> like... I have, I have, I have too much confidence all the time. And my <laughs> ego, my ego was so inflated at summer league. I'm Guys, I'm not sure if I you should don't do say. this. And like two minutes later, like I'm about to fuck shit up. <laughs> <laughs> what did y'all expect? Um, so actually, those are kind of my final thoughts. I really appreciate you guys. Not to get too too te- too cheesy because it's obviously like our last pod for a little bit. Um, but as you know, I had not the best experience at the end of the movie, and I got, like, kind of shamed for being a little bit of a nerd, so I started, like, chanting Quantum Realm. But y'all were the first people that texted. <laughs> I actually did, but I tweeted about it, but, like, I 100% did that the entire ride home because I was like, you know what? I'm going to be fucking annoying now. But, um, so, like, I super appreciate this pod, and I love everyone that listens and, like, also really interacts with the films the same way that we all do and, like, you know, kind of obsesses about it in, like, a weird like, let me, it's, you know how, like, in English class, they made you, like, tear apart every single word you didn't really want to? This is kind of what we're doing here, and it's actually fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that being said, I want everyone to let let the listeners, I was going to say viewers, Jesus Christ, I need uh, less caffeine. Let the listeners Wait, do we want to run through some, like, quick notes with Anthony? I don't know. Like, I, this is, I know oh, it's starting yeah, for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah, there were uh, notes. Okay, okay, Anthony, go. Go quick. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um... <laughs> Um, yes. So a a couple of quick topics that we can go through before we get out of here. So first, Spider-Man Far From Home. Allegedly, we might see Nick Fury in this movie. What do you guys think about Nick Fury and Spider-Man Far From Home? Doesn't that sound awesome? I'm more excited about the fact that J.B. Smoove is going to be in the movie, to be honest with you. That was my next thing. Yeah, Yeah, that was my Um, next thing. Yeah, like, Nick Fury, like, I guess, like, yeah, it's cool Nick Fury's in the movie, but, like, 
Nick Fury's in a lot of them, so like, like I, I'm not like I, I, you know, what I mean, it's not a huge surprise. He's in like every other Marvel movie, so <laughs> oh. yeah, but he's always such a good addition. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I have no, yeah. I, have, I don't, I have no ideas of what he's gonna do. I can just imagine JB Smooth like, oh, look at that, that's, that's a Spider Man. <laughs> well, well, this is a thing. This is a thing. Allegedly, he's cast in a lead role. Man, if they decided, if since Peter Parker maybe might be looking for an internship as he gets closer and closer to graduating high school, are they going to do the unthinkable and which would be the most awesome and make JB Smooth J. Jonah Jameson? Because if that's the case, please let this happen. Please. Oh okay, really for us, that happen. I don't. For us, J. Jonah Jameson is the newspaper guy. He's got yeah. the mustache. Yeah, he oh, wants pictures. Okay. Once played by J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Oh, that'd be. Dope. Which I'll be honest with you, I actually would. I I I would love J.B. Simmons to play J. Jonah Jameson, but I honestly don't. I I it would suck to see someone other than J.K. Simmons play J. Jonah Jameson. because so I don't good. know. If yeah, I he was very good. Yo, can fair. you wait? Wait, say his name again slowly. J. Jonah Jameson. Okay, so he's triple J. Sounds like a deal. Correct. Okay. And then he was played by J.K. Simmons because uh, it's confusing. This is too much for my heart. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Nick Fury's dope. Okay, the other thing that that that, that uh, cropped up was uh, the Black Widow movie. They finally have a director, and they finally kind of have a backstory on what it's going to be. This is going to take place before the Avengers film. So I guess maybe somewhere in between where Natasha first showed up in Iron Man 2 and mm-hmm. that time period... So that would be cool to kind of see, you know, her obviously in her element back then. Plus, maybe mm-hmm. some, maybe some more of uh, Nissan's favorite Hawkeye. Um, mm. Yeah, some more. Fuck ho- you, man. <laughs> I don't even. The thing is, I don't even like Black Widow that much. But we talked about this a little bit on Twitter. Is that like a spy movie could be really cool? Like we've yeah, had a lot yeah. of action superhero movies. This is obviously going to be a spy one. And I think it was what movie? It was Civil... No, it was Age of Ultron when they kind of went back into her past a little bit yeah. um, and mm-hmm. showed, like, her training. That was a really cool scene. So if we're getting just, like, a lot more of that in her backstory and it's just that kind of, like, crazy dark, I'm I'm all about it despite that. I don't really like Scarlett Johansson, so that's mm-hmm. my issue. But, uh, yeah. She'll probably retain this role, though, so that would be nice. Wait, yeah, because she can actually play herself. Why do you not like her? Why do you not like her? I never vibed with her as an actress in the first place, but okay. then, like, okay. everything that kind of came out of it, and, like, I'll, I'll tell you what. My biggest thing is, like, you don't have to take that role. You are yeah, big yeah. enough. You don't have to take the role from, like, from an Asian actor, from a transgender actor, from right. like, any of that. Yeah. You say no, and, like, you kind of set the standard by being like, yeah. no, you know what? You should yeah. hire that person. That's yep. it. And um, also, her responses are super tone deaf. Yeah. Um, that I think means that I'll see the movie. Yeah, I, I think this will be interesting, especially if they bring Hawkeye in. If they go to the, uh, I think they mentioned in Avengers their Budapest time. Yeah, yeah I, ha- uh, I was going to shout out Caleb Landmesser yeah, brought that up on Twitter. Yes, shout out to Caleb. I would love to see what happens in Budapest because the only thing I like more than a good spy movie is a spy movie that takes place in a European country. Although what specific country it takes place in is not nearly necessary to the plot because you know that Americans just conflate all of them. Hey, <laughs> big facts. Um, Yo, um, <laughs> that's, that's but yeah, funny. yeah. I, it'll be interesting. Let's see what happens with it. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah. okay. So, okay. Finally, finally, finally. And last thing, and I'm sorry, Nitsan. I'm I'm gonna apologize in advance. 
I gotta give a quick, uh, a quick, a very quick uh, Luke Cage season two uh, uh, final. No, I just did it for this. Yeah, I know. Did he? Yeah, wait. Didn't he like dab in the first like thirty seconds of the new season or some shit? Well, he dabbed at the very end of the first episode. Okay. Of, the, yeah. of, of this. That season. was hella awkward, and you kept watching after that. You were um, like, "Oh, word! This I'm, is gonna be a good second season. I'm gonna uh, keep watching this shit." That's what you said to yourself. <laughs> For real? No, okay, go off, man. Go uh, uh, ahead. Okay, so in my my defense, listen, man, I'm always going to be down for... I'm always gonna be down for the black superhero. That's just my thing. I'm, I'm, That's fair. I'm 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 gonna give it a chance regardless. And also, there were some redeeming qualities of the season as we went along. Um, obviously, Reggie, Kathy, shout out to him. R.I.P. Um, Rest in peace. Yeah, some really great, really great dialogue with uh with him and Luke, especially when he did the old black dad thing where he was like, "I, I don't care if you're unbreakable, I'm still gonna whoop your ass." That was just tremendous. Um, but overall, like when you think about the season, there were a couple of cool things like Mariah, uh, played by uh, Alfre Woodard. Yeah. Alfre Woodard. Woodard. Yeah. Alfre Woodard. She did a, she did a great job. And of course, obviously spoiler alert, she dies at the end of the, uh, at the end of the uh, second season, the last episode poisoned to death by her daughter, who's going to become, become, uh, the newest uh, villain that Luke will probably have to deal with next season, uh, Nightshade. And also I think the main thing that I wanted to do to really just get off was my thoughts on the Luke Cage heel turn at the end of season two. He decides the to take over Harlem's paradise. Uh, Mariah left him the club, um, the left the oh, club wow. left the club in his name, and instead of you know shunning it, and instead of continuing to protect Harlem like that, Luke decided to take over the club, and Luke has decided to deal with all of the drug dealers and all of the murderers in a way where all of the crime stays away from Harlem and directed the crime elsewhere. So a lot of a lot of his friends were not a fan of that. Uh, his homie DW referred to him as Luke Trump, and um, also Luke did make one of the worst uh, line statements of all time when he said he was going to try and make Harlem great again. So, uh, uh, so, so what you're saying, Anthony, is the dab was foreshadowing. Fuck, man! I didn't even know that that line was in there. That's actually brilliant writing, if you ask me. Uh, like that, that was gonna happen. Ooh. Like he would dab, and this would come this way. Oh, man. I this thing, like, guy, if you've never seen the uh, Key and Peele sketch about black Republicans, <laughs> I uh, take yeah. watch that, and that's what Luke Cage is. Yeah. Shout out Key and Peele. That show is fucking. Hilarious. Oh man. So yeah, that that line was a lot for me to to digest, but. I thought the idea of him deciding, you know what, I'm tired of, like, you know, stopping, you know, basically stopping bullet holes with bandages, and instead he's just trying to consolidate the whole issue. And some people disagree with it. Misty disagrees with it heavily, and she has a conversation with him at the end of the season where it seems like they're going to have to deal with that at some point. So... Even though, and shout out, shout outs to Karima. I'm not trying to hate on the whole production element. I know what you got going on. Shouts to you <laughs> and all that stuff. But also, I still feel like all of those Marvel shows still have the same problem. Too many episodes. You don't need 13 episodes for a story that could take place in half of that. I think if you cut off the fat, you would get something a lot more concise and a lot better. 
So I think um, yeah. I think Nitz would like to take it a bit further and say, you don't need Marvel. Oh my god, episodes. I was gonna say it, but I didn't wanna. <laughs> Holy shit, that's so trippy. That was that's really, how you support a host. Like, that's yeah, how you and support I was a like, host. nah, I'm not saying it. That's awesome, man. <laughs> um, actually, like, interestingly enough, uh, yeah. you mentioned like Marvel TV shows, and I think one thing that they do quite a bit, just because they can't compare to the universe, is they try to do things small stakes, but. Uh, I kind of prefer myself having like an Ant-Man film that does small sticks in a way that I appreciate mm-hmm. a lot more than yeah. uh, some of the Netflix film, or Netflix series. Um, although, like we've already mentioned before, and we won't go more into it, there have been good Netflix series like from mm-hmm. Marvel. So, and, and, all, and also, I'll, I'll say it again. I know I tried to convince y'all last time, but I got to tell you, that Cloak and Dagger, y'all got to watch it. Y'all will enjoy it. I, I've re- Everybody who I've recommended to the show to so far and who's watched it, has enjoyed it. That's all I'll say. Oh, okay. I, I've, I, I've face, seen. Buddy. I mean, I've seen it on the timeline. I've seen it, I've, and not just from Anthony. But I've seen a lot of love for that show. Uh, but again, I don't know how much credence it adds to say it's the best Marvel TV uh, show because we haven't had like the like a really great high quality amount. I'd say. Oh, overall. this is what it, again. Qua- this is when we talk about quality. This is quality. This takes. <laughs> It's just yeah. such a good story, and they and the actors do a really good job in it. So I guess that makes it a pretty good. In fairness, I feel like I might be actually warming up to checking it out. I just I just had to go to Vegas for a couple of days, so I'm still <laughs> so Jerome. If you get to watch it, at least one of us gets to watch. One of us besides me gets to watch it, and then we could do a pod about it. That's the goal here for me. To <laughs> well, at least have one. Okay. Okay. Have fun on your little pod. <laughs> Talking about your little Netflix series that nobody really cares about. Thank okay, you, Nick, son. You're the best. Yeah, that was fun. Did something yeah. have your voice there? No. <laughs> I don't know what that was. What was that? Okay. Know, well, anyway, uh, I think uh, that covers all the pieces. Uh, we're yeah, about good to wrap up. What, do you, what say you, Producer Jake? Uh, yeah, I think we're ready to wrap up. Wait, wait, wait. Introduce, all right, Nick. Tell, tell the people where they can follow you. That's, no, that's your job. You say, yeah, that's t- I just tell. It. No, you know what? I already started it before. And I was like, oh, shit, before we wrap up, let's all tell everyone where we can find us. Okay. So, so you can follow you. me. Oh, you can I follow have, me uh, at the J. Christie. Listen to my other <laughs> podcast, Sorted History. And also, I just started, uh, you can buy a t-shirt to Sorted yes. History. Which is not mo- – I'm. I, don't do it. I don't want you to do it because I'll get a very small amount of money because it is a very small amount of money. But just because, I, you know, sometimes you need to pick me up. You know what I mean? You, you, if you, you send me a photo of you wearing a T-shirt with my podcast logo on it, it'll make me feel good. And uh, so if you want to make a person who likes sweet things feel good, buy a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Shouts to Jake. All right, Jerome, where can they find you at? Uh, they can find me at Black Dragon Roll, um, and now apparently I am showing up on Discord chats uh, every now and then too. But uh, yeah, after I get off this, I think I'm going to be uh, looking into purchasing, purchasing myself a Sorted History shirt because I like when my good friend is in good mood. Fourteen dollars oh, for like the next couple days. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> check it too. I'm gonna get me one. That's not a bad price. No, it's, it's a not. great price. It's not. Yeah, t-shirts even with our Canadian dollar. Get your merch, get your merch, man. I AC, where can they find you at? You can follow me on Twitter at AC Spotlight 95. AC Spotlight Podcast. Uh, we did a really good episode last week. Uh, shouts to the homies Ryan Jones and Trey Zingas of the Good Takes Pod. We did uh, some... the worst people ever. <laughs> Don't follow them. <laughs> we did uh, 
<laughs> They're great. We we did we we did some some fun stuff. My brother was on the pod to uh, shouts to NBA trades. Uh, we talked LeBron. We talked Houston. We talked all the free agency stuff. All the good nuggets that you guys uh, would be interested in as NBA fans. So check that out as well. And also, I did the power recap on uh, Black to Black and the Overflow for Patreon. So go check that out too. Nice, nice. Hey. Um, my name's Nitz. Nice to meet y'all. You guys can follow me at Nitz Blue. It's N I T Z B L U V E. I tweet a lot, so just follow me there, and uh, that's all. So, thank you everyone for listening. I don't know how we outro that thing. I think this is kind of it. I'm so excited that everyone loves Marvel as much as we do, and um, I can't wait to talk Marvel again once I finally watch Deadpool 2. Sorry, y'all. That's on me. <laughs> finally. Well, oh, oh, yeah, that's. Yeah, oh, my bad. Man. My bad. I'll watch it's it. At least, hey, well, I'm glad we we got you watched Iron Man. That's what matters most. They, yeah. that's what I'm saying. You, you that's actually part MCU of the film. MCU. Yeah. yeah, correct. Deadpool too also has a lot of blood in it. So I'm not saying I'm not exactly like jumping at the opportunity to watch it, but I'm saying that I'm not jumping at the opportunity to watch it. So, anyways, hey, I will I watch it. I respect that. It's Thank a graphic we'll film. It. It's hard to walk into. We get units. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm also soft on the inside. So, oh wait, hold on, seat. hold on, one second, hold on, one second. I feel like we have to discuss the potential of, and I know that we discussed it briefly, but y'all realize we really gonna do the Suicide Squad thing? We have to. But the thing I is, mean, like, the hardest part about it is that I we mean, have like, to there's this New York idea. I like that. Yeah. Yes, that's perfect. Yeah. That I that aspect. Of yeah. It is, if I we mean, do that, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah no because watching it again is painful i don't know if you guys i yeah. tried watching it a second time and i i turned it off. i was so upset i turned it off it was just so bad yeah, yeah. So bad. morbius i mean i don't okay, know anyway, guys we've been going for like an hour and a half yeah this is one of those right. things where we're like oh we're gonna hang up now and it's like no you hang up no you hang up yeah and, like, and i don't have time for that whole yeah, I'm the one y'all i don't i'm not mad <laughs> 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 oh, i like y'all too but y'all are fine Wait, what was all right. that? Well, congrats to all of you for making it this far. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Kill it. Talk Kill the mic. Back. All right. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. Oh, Peace. fuck out of here. All right. Bye, guys. All right. Take care. Recording. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.